morning, Heartland. Welcome back to another Pulse episode. Um, this is one of the fun ones where I get to sit across from uh, my guest, although he, right before we started recording, when I mentioned that I have a face for radio, he quickly agreed <laughs> with me. That's um, not true. <laughs> so we, we're going to have to build some rapport now that that's all been destroyed. Uh, but I'm sitting with the brand new VP of the Southwest region, Mr. Wayne Stewart. How are you, Wayne? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. We got to know each other a little bit in Kauai, which was fun. We did. Because uh, you were there on the on the incentive trip this past summer, as and I was there with my wife and our oldest two kids, and we went, and I had never heard it called this before, but we went mud bugging. That was fun. Right? It was a good time. It was a lot of fun. It was, uh, for those of you that didn't go on the trip or didn't go on that excursion, uh, kind of open-air dune buggies intentionally low to the ground and everyone's covered in mud like five minutes in and you have another hour left on the tour after that absolutely it was a good time and we got to see uh where they filmed jurassic park as well which was really really cool yeah it's uh i i didn't realize until we were there but it's hundreds of thousands of acres all owned by steve case of aol fame oh wow that he basically rents out to Thrill seekers and tourists like ourselves and to movie productions. It was a good so, time. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Okay. That's now that we got that aside and tell me a little bit, obviously you've been in Heartland for a while I have. Uh, and, and I want to kind of walk through the progression, but tell me what you were doing before you came to Heartland and how you first kind of heard about the company. Okay. Well, I started in this industry in uh, 1995, actually. And okay. I, I work for ISOs. Uh, we're all familiar with that term. And I hopped from ISO to ISO to ISO multiple times trying to find a home. Did it for about six years. Okay. Couldn't find a home, couldn't find a company that I could trust, that I could trust with my clients, couldn't kind of find a company that would also uh, take care of me as an employee is the way I thought I deserved to be taken care of. So right. after about six years of hopping from ISO to ISO, I wanted to leave in the industry. And I, I landed an internship at Morgan Stanley. And uh, after about a year, I was able to take my licenses and uh, pass all my tests. Uh, and become a stockbroker for Morgan Stanley, or at least on the way to becoming a stockbroker for Morgan Stanley. Okay. I was sent to New York in August of 2001. Uh, spent every day for a month, 61st floor, tower number two of the World Trade Center, from 6.30 in the morning to 8.30 at night, learning how to be a stockbroker for Morgan Stanley. Right. And, and that was in August of 2001. And okay. you know, I got sent back the last week of, uh, of August back to home. Uh, and they give you a week, because you've been gone for a month, they give you a week to get your affairs in order. So my first true week of work was right around the September 11th tragedy. Okay. And it was a tough time uh, to be a new stockbroker. I mean, it was a terrible time for, for uh, our country and a really bad time for the economy and the market. Right. Uh, after a while, uh, Morgan wound up laying off about 30% of their workforce, and I happened to be one of those. Uh, Heartland actually approached me at the time. I was laid off, and I actually turned them down, and I said, you know, thank you, huh. but, uh, but no thank you. I've seen the, your industry, and uh, I, I cannot put myself back in there and, and sleep at night. Right. I, I, could, I, I right. just couldn't do it any longer. So yeah. uh, at the time, um, the RD, the, called VPs now, but the yes. RD at the time, Paul Compton, you know, a lot of people might remember that name. Some people don't. Uh, he's been gone for a while, but he flew down, and he met with me. And uh, we went out to dinner. We went to Outback Steakhouse, and he said, look, I understand why you don't want to come back in this industry. I understand why you don't work for us. But he said, give me one month. And if in, within one month, I can't prove that we're a different type of company than what you're used to in this industry, I'll personally fly back down here and help you find a new career. Huh. 
So you know, at the time, I was like, "All right, I'll give it. I'll give it a wing, right? I'll, sure, give, I'll give you the sure. one month." And uh, that was 13 years ago this November. So Man. it's been an amazing journey. That's really, really cool. Yeah. And it's funny that that your initial reaction, because I think a lot of people that have been in the credit card industry for a while, uh, even when they run up against Hartner, they're like, "No, no, no, I'm good. Thanks. Right. I've I've sold my soul to this. I'd, right. I'd prefer to feel like a human again." Obviously, from your accent, you're a native New Yorker. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Where, where are yeah. you from originally? Is it? I'm uh, from Houston. Okay. So okay. I grew up in Houston. Uh, I live outside of Houston now in a, a little town called Montgomery, Texas, on Lake Conroe. Me and my wife and my 11 year old son. Okay. So the Southwest is certainly home for you. Though. It that's, is. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's good stuff. And that's such a cool story about a DM or a VP that believes so strongly in someone. It's the right opportunity and the right person that they would say, hey, give me. Give me just a test drive, yeah. and uh, and we'll prove to you that you know it'll work, and then we'll go from there. Now, whether or not he'd have flown back down and helped right. me find a new career, that's up for debate. The but... story's a lot more interesting. If it <laughs> right, was true. absolutely. So we'll yeah. see. But you know, I started off as an RM, and I, I did the RM job for for many years. Okay. Uh, moved to TM, and uh, was promoted to DM at one point as well. When my son was born, I chose to go back down to the RM level, okay. so I could spend more time with him. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. not really uh, have to focus on other folks when I wanted to focus on my newborn son. And then I worked my way back up to TM, and then back to DM, um, and and eventually up to VP. And it's interesting because I think that's a story that is more common than maybe people realize is the the idea of kind of moving moving around the different roles in the sales organization as to kind of whatever fits your life at the time, right. uh, as opposed to, you know, the TM is a promotion, DM is a promotion, going back to RM is a demotion. Right. And in many ways, it's not, right? It's just a very different it's an option. role. Uh, it was an option that I chose. Yeah. And then that, yeah. it's, it's, that's what's great about this company is that we give people the ability to make that choice. Yeah, yeah, that is. That's a, one of those things that I'm always fascinated by. We, you know, we've had some folks recently step down from the DM role back into the TM role because they just missed selling, frankly. Right. Sure. Um, you know, because that's obviously that's one of the big differences. Is, it is. And we have folks that have parked in the TM role for years and have no interest in being a DM because right. they enjoy selling so much. Absolutely. Um, and that can be said for almost any of the roles at Heartland. It's it's one of the cool things. So you had your 30 days. Uh, back did. to the story that we're going to assume is, you know, uh, what would have happened. How quickly did you realize that it was a different opportunity or a different kind of company? Very quickly. Uh, it was the, probably the first time I realized that it was when one of my merchants had an issue. Okay. Uh, in the past, you know, dealing with the ISO world, that issue would be ongoing for a long time if it would ever been settled or they would have been told one thing and the other thing would have happened. Right, well, right. at Heartland, I found very quickly that we do what we say we're going to do. We took care of that problem very quickly. Gotcha, gotcha. And so once that, once you got through a few of those kind of scenarios, at what point did it start feeling like, all right, I'm, I'm going to be here for a well, while? I can, I can tell you exactly, uh, and I can tell you exactly where I was. In 2004, I was invited to my first incentive trip. Uh, I had won the, the trip to St. Thomas Virgin Islands. Okay. And I'd never experienced anything like that in my life. I mean, talk about first class. Uh, you know, Bob flew us out to uh, to St. Thomas, and we stayed at the Ritz Carlton, and right on the beach, it was it was incredibly beautiful. He rented a couple of catamarans, sailed us through the British Virgin Islands, <laughs> had a private beach waiting for us for with a barbecue in As the Virgin Islands. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you know, for me, coming from the ISO world again, I hate to go back on that, but I mean, that's just what I experienced in this industry. And then coming and seeing this, it was like it truly opened my eyes. And you know, I think uh, that was the point where I was really sold on on the experience here at Harlem. And it, it's funny because we obviously were recording this right before the Diamond Conference, and you know, we 
as part of the responsibility for putting the diamond conference together we end up talking to a lot of vendors about what these events are like and it's funny how often i try and repeat myself when i say it's it's like a family reunion mm -hmm. with the side of the family that you like um <laughs> because it really is it's yeah. uh these events and really any heartland event is so unique not just because we try and put a lot of effort into making them top notch right. but also just the quality of people that you get to be around yes uh, it makes you want to be around them even more and to you know make it to all the events and right. continue to see them succeed as much as you want to see yourself succeed absolutely and you know the other side or the other thing with that uh, you know if you have children that come to these events right. Uh, they get to grow up with other Heartland children, and they become friends, even though not in the same state. And uh, you know, they, they, but they have a they have a relationship, and then they see each other at the at the next event, and they've grown a, a right, year or two. Right. It's it's really a cool concept, really cool feeling. It's it's great. One of my favorite moments from the Kauai trip was the fifty plus kids on oh, stage yeah. the final night. Absolutely, that was great. The uh, you know the Black Diamond class of two thousand twenty five right. or Absolutely. whatever it is. Um, that was fun. But yeah, it was uh, it's great to see again, like you said, people's families kind of growing up with each other even from different parts of the country and different parts of the business in some cases. It just cases. speaks highly about the culture of this company and what we've created and what we continue to create. Yeah. Uh, that people feel comfortable enough to bring their families in and, and really expose their personal life to this work life and continue to build on that and grow. It's just, it's great. So you talked a little bit about the tipping point for Heartland as a whole. When did you know that kind of sales leadership was gonna be the right role for you? I mean, I know you were in the DM role and obviously stepped back down. Um, at what point as you were kind of working your way back up to TM and DM and then eventually to VP, was it like, yeah, I want to do this and this is what I get excited about? You know, I think it's when, uh, you know, some of my goals may have shifted a little bit. You know, okay. when I first started off, it was all income-based. I wanted to provide better, more for sure. my family and, and earn more. And then as I started to do that, well, then my goal, my vision kind of shifted a little bit. And then it shifted to the point of, I want to help other people achieve what I've been able to achieve. And I started doing that as a TM and then ultimately as a DM, that, that was my vision. Uh, one of my sole drivers was, can I get more people to follow the path that I experienced? Right, right. I, you know, I, I've said it before on the show that I, one of the things I always enjoy is people that measure their success by the number of paintings they hang. Right. Um, you know, and, and people that get to succeed in, in the same way that folks like yourself succeeded. So the Southwest region is a new region. It is brand um, new. It's one of the ones that came came out when we added some regions right at the beginning of the year. Uh, walk me through exactly kind of what's encompassed by that region since it's okay. one that people aren't familiar with. We cover West Texas, uh, New Mexico, Arizona, Utah, Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty okay. big, pretty big area yeah. to cover. And uh, I've been fortunate enough to visit uh, just about all those areas over the last few weeks. And Which one's your favorite? Uh, there's not a favorite. <laughs> I love them all. I love all the people there. Nice, in fact, yes. uh, you know, I, I've, got, I've had an opportunity, like I said, to meet all the DMs and, and a lot of the RMs in the area. Okay. And it's been really outstanding. The, so we'll, obviously, we're going to be in, in right in your region's backyard we then, are. Uh, for the Diamond Conference, which will be Phoenix. fun. Absolutely. It's uh, For folks that haven't been, Phoenix is an incredible city. Uh, we've had a, a blast planning it. And March is really the time to be there. I mean, we'll, we'll be there, be nice. I think, within days of spring training starting. Um, and the weather should be pleasant and everything. It's going to be great. Uh, a little bit different than Houston. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> so the as you've had a chance to travel around and meet the team and, and obviously see kind of the parts encompassed in your region, what is it that you're most excited about? Because we're really just getting started on 2017. Yeah, you know, I'm excited about we have uh, such an opportunity for growth in our market. Um, it, it is a newer market, but we have a solid foundation of 
great people in our market. I had the opportunity to fly out to Arizona on Friday uh, and meet with uh, Team Arizona. I know we have four DMs there okay. uh, and, a, and a small team as well. And we had a social event. And just the people there uh, that I got to meet and, and be around and, and experience are just incredible people. And, and, and I experienced that in all the dates that I, I was able to, to visit. Obviously, with a lot of new region and a bunch of brand new VPs, yourself included, mm -hmm. um, it's fun to see just the excitement that everybody has. I yeah. mean, we recorded with Josh Elsa, who also brand new region, brand new VP. He's um, on our team. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's such a cool to kind of hear people's excitement and and just the fresh blood that's been put in and obviously it's exciting for us to get to see what you guys are going to accomplish yeah. too yeah it's fun it's fun it's, it's it's great to get out there and meet the folks uh and really learn what's what's driving them uh as well and do my part to help them get where they want to be so if we're sitting down here a year from now right we're about ready to head to the 2018 diamond conference uh which we're going to announce the location of in phoenix oh um, nice i'm excited about what do you think we're talking about when it comes to your region what do you think you guys have accomplished or what are the big mile stones that you've hit? Well, being a new region and one of the smaller ones out there, even though we're a larger landmass, we, we've got a lot of growing to do as far as headcount uh, wise. Um, okay. I expect us to be in the ranking, top, top part of the rankings uh, after year one, uh, uh, headcount wise and then production wise as well. Is it, um, is it a challenge with areas like Southern Idaho and Wyoming where, where you, you don't necessarily have any big cities? Yeah. Um, how do you kind of approach uh, building a team in those areas that are a little bit more rural? It's a good question. I don't know that we have an answer for <laughs> it yet. Uh, you know, the state of Wyoming has about 500,000 people as a whole in the, in the entire state. Right. So, uh, you know, we're developing a, a, a concepts of ideas to, to develop that market. Um, so it's, it's a work in progress, um, and we'll find out what happens, I guess. Yeah, just for context, that, that means it's half the size of Oklahoma City, where we're <laughs> right. sitting, which has about a million people in the right. metro. Well, that's great. I, I appreciate you taking the time today. I know you're in town for a couple of other things, and I'm glad we were able to carve out some time and chat. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you and your folks when we head to Phoenix. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. All right. Thanks, Wayne.